Activate your personal shield and gear trade to level 3, because it's time for the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. Welcome to the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. In this episode, we're going over the Bespin DLC, what we think about it, and if we think it is worth it. Let's get started. Okay, to start off, we are going to be discussing the heroes, which are Lando and Dingar. Yes. Dingar is a beast. He's the best hero or villain in the game. And I would know. I played him two times today. Yes. On a hero, not hero mode. I think Walker Assault. Yeah, he is such a tank on Walker Assault or like those big game modes. If you you can get in a group of people, get your trait to three... You're just going to last forever. Actually, I didn't play two times. Brett may force me to play Emperor Palpatine against my will, which is the worst villain. Even after his buffs? I'd say so. Now, Lando. What do you think of Lando, Sam? I'm a big fan of Lando. He's not good in 1v1 hero battles, but he is good against normal infantry. He's very squishy. I would probably say he's the second best hero other than Nian. So the guy that does all of the hero stuff... He said via Twitter in response to a player of the game that there is a buff coming to Lando, which he needs. Like in the the last episode that we had, we were talking about how Lando definitely needs a buff, and he does. He is super good against infantry, but not so good against the heroes. I'm not going to go too in detail about the heroes because I am about to be releasing a Lando tips and trick breakdown and already have a Dengar on a YouTube channel, so... Let's just talk a little about what we know. Lando's playstyle is definitely, you gotta stay back. He is one of those kind of classes, uh, the one of the heroes that you're supposed to stay behind with a friend that you can talk to. Not, not like Luke. Sam, tell us a little bit about your experiences with hero versus villains, Luke. They always die off fast. I was in a Walker Assault match and four people pick, got the hero pickup and all did Luke. And they died about five minutes after. And heroes versus villains. So every time I play heroes versus villains, I've been playing a lot of that lately. There's this one person that always picks Luke and they run away from the group of heroes and dies off within like 15 seconds. Super fast. Like me and our cousin, Brett. Hashtag shout out. Hashtag shout out to Brett. <laughs> well, me and him, we have this, uh, this pretty good team going, which is Han and Lando. So I'm Lando, and he is Han. We stay back, and every single time we do this, there's a Luke that just runs straight into it and dies right off the bat. So Lando is definitely one of those class, uh, one of those heroes that you need to stay behind and just wait for the villains to come to you. Dingar is the complete opposite, <laughs> but you don't want to just go and take the whole enemy team on by yourself. Go with at least one other hero. Yeah, Dingar is complete polar opposite of Lando. He's going to go straight into the battle, and he will make it out alive. Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. Unless there's like three guys over. If there are three heroes over there, don't go over there. You're not going to make it out. And the, the explosive rush. Let's talk about their abilities a little bit. So we go more into depth on our YouTube video that Sam does. But remember, last episode, we told them all about the abilities. Yeah, so you can go back there. Talk, we uh, talk about all the abilities, but Dengar's best ability is the explosive rush. I love using that. Like It sticks bombs to everyone, and it's awesome because it actually sticks them onto their bodies, which is so funny, but sometimes they get stuck on a hero and it doesn't blow up. 
So there's this guy running around with a bomb blinking on his back. Yeah, one time I had one of my, or our cousin had one on his chest. Hashtag, hashtag, <laughs> hashtag shout out. Okay, uh, anyway, it looked like he was kind of like Tony Stark. Then he has um, Hurricane Strike, which is a, perform a sweeping melee attack. And his middle is Frenzy Blast, which just increases his rate of fire. Which the DLT-19 already has a good rate of fire. It's crazy. You can hardly control it. And then Lando, his best ability is the... Shocking Trap. Shocking Trap. That thing is so fun to use. And it's so cool because it, it's, it switches out between a hero pickup and a pickup. So sometimes it'll be a hero pickup. Sometimes it will be a regular pickup. We were playing around. We've been doing a bunch of private matches lately. And we would place that down every single time whenever it was a pickup pickup. They would fall for it. Yeah, one time I was playing Walker Salt the other day. We were in a room, and we saw a hero pick up, and then we all three went after it, and we realized it was Lando's trap. Yeah, so it took out three people right there. It didn't take out me because I jump-packed out. Now let's go on to the weapons. The EE4 best weapon in the game. It's not good for sniping at all. Actually, I snipe like crazy with that thing. I don't know how you do it either because there are four bullets, and they spread out super far. I get him with one of them in the head. I basically headshot everyone. That thing one shots if you get him in the head. And I just like to sneak up behind someone and just wait for him to stay still and one shot him. And then you have the X8 Night Sniper, which is a Ooh. weapon that needs to be buffed. The worst weapon in the game. <laughs> it needs to be buffed. It was. It would be so awesome if it gets a little more damage. Basically, if they put the damage that Lando does on it. His buff version. Yeah. That buff version is pretty good for, like, normal infantry. And then they buff Lando's weapon even more. That would be perfect. And let's talk a little about the Disruption card, which is easily the best charge card in the game. We have an episode going up with one of our listeners, and we talk about that a little bit. So stay tuned for that, but it is definitely something that you need to get better at. I am really good at it. All you got to do is, in 1v1s, if someone's got some kind of crazy weapon... Or you're about to die. Pop that. He He's basically immobile for about five seconds. I got like three people with it, and I would just take them out one by one. I have, I have troubles actually getting close enough to the actual guys that have it that I need to hit with it. I also have a tip. If a Viper Probe droid or a R5 unit is just bleeding your ears out from all that noise, and they're just shooting you like crazy, while you're close to them, use disruption, and it'll disable them for a certain amount of time. Yeah, that is one of the best uses for that, is it can take out the infantry turret, it can take out the R4, R5 droids, and the the Viper probes. Yeah, blaster blaster turrets. It takes out those two, so any of those types of turrets, it will take it out, and you can just get a, a way closer than you would normally be able to. And a tip for using Lando is, if you are going up against a person with a infantry turret... Do your powered blast, charge it up to six, and take it out. It is very effective. Let's go on to the other star card, which is the shock mm. grenade. The shock grenade. Guess it's okay. The bad thing is that you can shock yourself with it, which makes it basically unusable because it doesn't have that much far of a distance range when you throw it. Yeah, most of the time I hit myself with it. It's just as good for the enemy as it is for you. And Star Wars HQ has a video about the supposed best hand for Bespin. Don't listen to him. The best hand for Bespin is Back to Bomb, Disruption, and Jump Pack, EE4. That's the best hand in the whole game. Because the ba- Back to Bomb, in my opinion, is the best star card in the whole game. I've seen so many more people using that now. That 
people have actually had a chance to actually work out how it's supposed to work. This is what I like to do. Basically, I just turn this episode to best dark art hand in the world. Well, this is what you're supposed to do. You, Whenever your back to bomb is charged, throw it down, and it will give you basically an extra row of health, which gives you, you can take out two people by that. And also, the use for the back to bomb is when you're low, jump back out, and then throw your back to bomb at your feet again. Regens your whole health and gives you, and gives you another row. The only bad thing that I've seen is that when you have barely any back to bomb extra health on it and you throw another one, it won't regen that. So keep in mind that. Don't waste it. And for the disruption, whenever you're close up, two or three people, even one person, if you just want to get that extra kill, pop that and you basically win. Oh, yeah. Sam has reached his new record for how many kills he has yeah i just got 62 kills today i would actually got more but the round ended i got greedo at last second and went to their spawn and just headshot everyone and one one thing to note is that assists do count as kills until you get to the end screen and then they no longer count as kills i didn't get that many assists but greedo in my opinion is the best sniper out of all villains best sniper yeah easy are you for real yeah better than boba fett going back to lando a little bit his x8 night sniper isn't a very effective sniper yeah it's more close range it needs it needs more range and damage and then it would be a perfect sniper my favorite thing about it is its night night vision ability Okay, now let's go on to the new game mode, Sabotage. That's actually my favorite game mode currently. The reason is because it's a heroes versus villains with an objective. That's what I call it. You can have three heroes and three villains on at the same time. Are you, I've seen four people on. That must be a glitch because me and Brett were in Walker Salt and two good guys were the hero Okay, at yeah. the same time, which is not supposed to happen. It was Han and I think Lando. It is basically... Heroes versus villains with an objective. So you've got three Tabana gas generators. So the main premise of behind this game mode, it goes off. What if the what if Han, Luke, and Leia didn't go out of the go out of the place and come there, and the Im- Empire took over Cloud City? Yeah. So this is how it works. There's three generators. The rebels are trying to blow them up, and if they blow them up, they have to go to an extraction point and basically a, a supremacy point. Stay in there for about five to ten minutes. And then if you're the Imperials, you just got to defend the gas generators. And if you do that, you win. The Empire has taken control of Cloud City. They've placed these Tabana gas generators to take hold of their their main import or export for Cloud City, which is a gas mining facility. As the Rebels, you're supposed to place bombs kind of like a drop zone. It's, it is a amalgamation of a lot of different game modes. So you've got Supremacy, you've got kind of like a droid run, and then Heroes versus Villains. It is super fun, and it gets crazy once you get to the extraction point. Yeah, and it's like 16v16, so it's not a little game mode. Around one point, hero pickups are everywhere. Everyone's going towards them, and it's just so fun. Like, you turn a quarter, and there's a hero pickup right there. I also want to say something. Um, okay, we had someone in the party. You know who you are. Well, he got trapped in the the doorways, and he couldn't get out as Luke. The doorways would not open. So if you know what I'm talking about, they're kind of white doors that open when you get close. But for him, he couldn't escape. So he was literally Luke for the whole entire round stuck. In that one spot. Star Wars Battlefront Podcast is supported by our patrons on Patreon. 
who allow us to upgrade to new hardware and keep up the hosting for the podcast. If you have some extra money and would like to support the show, you can head over to patreon.com slash battlefrontpodcast. If you don't have the money and would like to support the show, you can head over to iTunes and leave us a review. And that is just as helpful because all of the reviews help us to grow and give us great feedback. One more thing before we get back to the show. One of our amazing listeners by the name of a Rogue 27 gave us two microphones and a mixer. And I want to thank him so much on the podcast. Another awesome thing about this cool microphone that I'm using right now is it looks like the communicator Luke uses in A New Hope to communicate to C-3PO that they are in the trash compactor and that they need to open it up right now immediately. Thank you all so much for listening to the Star Wars Battlefront podcast. Here's the show. I just want to say if you're doing heroes or villains... Be Luke if you're on the hero side, because he got a five kill with force push. Imperial side, be Emperor Palpatine with his, because Emperor Palpatine's so good in close quarters. His chain lightning, I saw someone get 10 kills with chain lightning. So the buffs that they gave him in the Bespin DLC update has definitely made him more of a close quarters villain. Yeah. So effective. Don't, don't ever, ever choose boba fett i saw someone choose boba fett they got decimated within 15 seconds i'm not kidding he went into the he went into the room within 15 seconds he was dead and i actually think a little off topic that greedo is the best villain yeah i'm i'm way more effective with greedo than i am with dingar yeah i'm more effective so depending on your play style if you can remember to use your explosive rush and the hurricane strike in certain situations you will do better with dengar but starting out greedo is way better just because of his like scan pulse ability but which i've noticed they nerfed a lot since last time it has a certain range now pretty bad now let's talk about the maps the maps, the maps, the maps. They are awesome. It reminds me, I've said this before, of Battlefront 2. It is awesome. You have these big, big buildings that you can go into. And you can go out into this huge open city area, which is filled with like uh, art sculptures and grass sections with uh, fountains. So it's like walking through a futuristic city and then going inside and just getting destroyed by people, destroying people. It's super fun. Supremacy is my favorite thing to do on the bigger game modes because you've got these buildings, and the supremacy points are inside the building, so you have to take a hold of them. Same with Walker Assault. But the other map that I want to talk about is Carbonite Chambers. It's really fun. It's close quarters. The Carbonite Chamber freezing room is in the direct middle of the map, so it's pretty cool. There are two carbonite freezing areas, and the one's the one that uh, Han Solo gets frozen in, and you can actually activate it. There's a little panel that you can click by using square, and it will slowly go down and freeze you and kill you. It Sadly, it doesn't have an actual brick that comes back up, which would be super awesome, but it is still really cool. Like If you can activate that while a bunch of people are trying to claim the gas generator, you are going to get a kill. And it's it's so fun. Like I, I haven't gotten in there yet because everyone kills me before I can get over there. But it looks really cool. I have, a, I have a suggestion for a star card. They should have a star card which has knockback abilities when it blow when it blows up. It doesn't do any damage, but it knocks people back. Oh yeah, like a concussion missile yeah. or something like that. It's a grenade. You throw it, and then everyone in a 
certain meter radius goes back. That would be super effective for a objective. So you throw that right by the drop pod or something like that. Mm-hmm. You go in there with your personal shield or say someone's trying to melee you because you disrupted them and you can get them away from you. So it would be a cool ability to have within the game. And the final map is the Administrator's Palace. Didn't you say this one was your favorite, Sam? It used to be, but now Carbonite Chambers is my favorite. It's it's um, so cool. It's got a, an area where Leia would stay in Cloud City. I think it's the part where you see, don't quote me on this, but where Boba Fett's in it and taking Carbonite solo out. I'm pretty sure that's the spot because Slave 1 is parked at the back of the map. That is, it is so awesome. Like, first time you're walking through the area, you see the Slave 1 out of the side of your vision. You go over there, you can jump on top of it, which is awesome. Go all the way around it, it looks super cool, especially on the backdrop of Cloud City, which has, um, it looks amazing. Yeah, it's above Cloud City, so it's higher in the sky. And sometimes you'll, uh, the cloud will go through and it will fog up the screen a little bit. It is, it's, it's super, it's super fun. It's the best DLC so far. The best DLC so far, and I'm so excited for the Death Star DLC. We'll we'll cover that in a in another discussion episode. Now going on to uh, something I saw, and it was someone wanted as a rank 100 skin is Dennis Bronville. What do you think about that? Sam? Uh, I'm really not sure. That would be that would be so fun. Like five years from now, you go back and replay the the original Battlefront, and you see Dennis Braunville in there. You're like, who is this guy? And you go in there. It's it'd be a super cool thing, a cool Easter egg, or something I would like to see because I don't think they would do that. Is have him in the Death Star working a computer, coding for Battlefront. I think they should have just added their whole staff into the normal kind of customization that would be that would be hilarious like you go in there it's modeled after real people yeah. in the when the development team that would be cool what what would you like to see for a level 100 skin maybe like a grand moff tarkin kind of skin that that would be cool like, at least that they're definitely going to add that for the death star imperials that, yes or the um death star imperials the guy that runs the the big super laser on the death star kind of has the like dark an helmet. alderaan helmet yeah, the black dog, yeah, I know what you're Al- Alderaan helmet. That would be so cool. And from what Dennis Braunvel has said, it is going to be a way darker DLC. Which means you should probably equip your Dark Trooper skin. Yeah, today I was playing and we saw six Dark Troopers in a clump. It was crazy. It was like this wall of black coming towards us. But basically everyone is rank 50 at this point, if they've been playing the game for a little while. Yeah, if you're, if you're new to the game, you are not rank 50. But our cousins, they have reached rank 50 in a surprisingly short amount of time. So it seems like it's more effective. And I, I'm just so excited that Bespin DLC is just so good after the Outer Rim DLC. And still, the Outer Rim was kind of good, but not, not as, as good as the Bespin. Not as good as the Bespin. I'm just, I'm going to be blown away by what the Death Star is going to be if it's if it keeps up with this trend of better and better. <laughs> Let's move on to, is it worth it? Yeah, so what do you think, Sam? I think it's really worth it, but might as well get the season pass. I Yeah, if you can afford it, get the season pass, because it will be cheaper in the long run. So for $50 for the season pass, or you can spend $15 per yeah. DLC. But if you had only like $15 to spend, go for the best spin rather than the 
Outer Rim. Yeah, I was talking to someone who want, just got into Battlefront. They really liking the game, and they wanted to know which DLC they should get because they've got extra money. And I said, Bespin DLC all the way. I also think that because when Bespin came out, everyone stopped playing Outer Rim. So I think whenever a new one comes out, it might die out. So they should have, at the very end, a mash of all different DLC. Or, like, over time, they should have... It's multiplayer, then there's survival, and then there's season pass playlist. So it comes with everything. I'm still hoping for 5v5 Heroes vs. Villains. I want that so bad. Now 6v6. Yeah, so 6v6 in the future, and then 8v8. That is going to be so fun. And something I want to talk about is... I want them to add something to Battlefront is all of the DLC maps for battles. Like it'd be so fun if you could play a smaller oh, yeah. game mode map with Dingar Lando battles, hero battles. I forgot about this because we hadn't played battles in so long. We went in there. I was like, hmm, I, I want to play on a Bespin DLC map, and it wouldn't let us because it doesn't have it. What do you think about that, Sam? Well, no one really plays battles. I, and now you can use private matches to get into... Because I know they have sabotage on private match playlist. Yeah, so if if you have the season pass or the Bespin DLC and you're on PlayStation, send us a friend request and in the little message say Battlefront Podcast. Yes, our ID is Tie-Dye Sheet Films, capital T, capital D, capital S, capital F. Yeah, so T-Y-E-D-Y-E-S-H-E-E-P-F-I-L-M-S. That's all for this episode. This was brought to you by our patrons on Patreon. If you'd like to support the show and keep us going, we have some. We have an awesome thing that our one of our listeners did. He gave us two microphones and a mixer, which is amazing. I want to thank him so much for that. We have some exclusive bonus, bonus content, like we have uh, stickers that you can get by supporting us. And ex- exclusive content on there. We're trying to get a uh, game plan on what we want to do on there. So send us ideas for exclusive content on there. You can find us on our Instagram, which is Tie-Dye Films. And you can find us on Twitter at Tie-Dye YT. And then you can follow Sam's Instagram, which is Chef underscore Wanna underscore B. He does food pictures on that that he makes. You can contact us uh, through our email, which is battlefrontpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to be on the show, send us an email with a topic. We're, we're currently doing the guest episodes through Skype, but we may be upgrading in the future for a better option. And as always, may the force be with you. Always. Always.